With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name is Dan Huff from Twickenham. Um, very pleased to be talking about proper cricket, folks. We have had some. Week one is now behind us. Around two-fifths of all the games took place. So we have we have a bit to get our teeth into. And really pleased to be um, uh, welcoming Sal Alley on board as usual. Sal, how are you? I'm good, Dan. Yeah, a bit warmer than I was yesterday. So, yeah, hopefully that's the last of them sort of terrible days we have of horrible weather. Didn't feel like high summer, did it? Yeah, it felt like late September, October to me, where I was. Yeah, fingers crossed that we. Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that we might get a, a decent summer. I mean, the fact the long term forecast is we're going to have a decent May, so that's a good start. Um, also, welcome, welcome on board after two games of cricket this weekend. Um, James Overy from Bronsbury. Overs, how are you? Yeah, good, good, Dan. Thanks for having me, uh, having me back. Well, thanks for coming on board. Really, um, going to kick off with today. You play today, Sunday evening. Um, you played in the T Twenty, right, against Wembley. How did it go? It was it was good. Uh, we'll probably come on to our game that we played yesterday, and it was a, it was a very similar game to that. We we nearly managed to throw it away at the end, but um, we managed to get over the line. So it was, uh, it was really pleasing to to finally get a, a win on the board. We haven't had a great preseason, so uh, yeah, we're off and running. Well, winning's a habit, as they say, isn't it? So uh, you know, a win in the T Twenty. So losing now. Yeah, oh, we know about that. That's written, yeah, we had a few of those last year. But, um, right, we'll get on to your Premier League game in a minute, Overs. I have to say, it caught my eye when I saw the result and the scorecard. So I guess there's some, some fat to be chewed there. Before we do, though, um, first up, we, we had a bit of feedback, folks, which is always nice. Jeff Blackmore, um, uh, one of the league's um, res- most respected umpires, has been in touch. And he was in touch about um, the Sovereign Cup. You may re- remember that we mentioned the Sovereign Cup in the last pod because... Um, Matt Robinson's involved in, in putting a, um, a lower league side out um, to represent the MCCL in, in, in this year's competition. And uh, they're playing the Caribbean Cup League. Um, and we didn't know much about it, to be honest. We, we knew they were, they were sort of based, sort of, they played a bit of cricket in North London, but they seemed to play their, their rep games in South London. And Jeff, um, Jeff's actually umpired the, the Caribbean Cup League in, in years gone by. Well, not, not too far ago, 2017. Um, and uh, against the Kent League. And he, he was saying that it's quite interesting because it's a Sunday league, the Caribbean Cup League. And um, in that 2017 game, David Burton from Richmond played, Lesbourne Edwards uh, from Hornsey played, Arthur George from Enfield played because they all play in that league on Sundays. And um, his observation was decent outfit. You know, we're not sure those three are going to be playing again, but they're a decent outfit. And it could well be quite a testing fixture for, for uh, Matt Robinson's League uh, League Eleven there, so um, be interested to see see how that one goes, and of course we'll we'll report back when the the, um, the fixture's been fulfilled. So Jeff, thanks very much for getting in touch. We we really appreciate it. Moving on to the cricket this week, though. Oh, we might as well start with you. But I'm going to actually, and no, I'll tell you what, we'll go to Sal first. Sal, some interesting games. Can you can you um can you talk me to the highlights? 
yeah, first of all, I must must applaud all the groundsmen who managed to get games going at the weekend or yesterday, actually, because looking over Friday night, it looked like nothing we played at all. So well done to all the guys at the clubs and who, you know, really mucked in and got, got wickets ready and grounds ready. So, yeah, we managed to get four games out of five in the Prem, which is really good. Um, obviously, some games are, well, all the games are restricted in overs-wise, but we had some really thrilling finishes. Notably on I saw, I was I went over to watch Crouch and Shepard's Bush, and it was a really sort of pulsating game end-to-end. You know, either side, obviously, you know, Crouch came out victors in the end, but I'm sure the Bush will walk away thinking we had a chance to win that. I mean, the last over was, was a great over. Indeed. Um, James Kidson coming number 11, needed 10 to win, hits a six first ball, so they need four off two. Um, and wow. unfortunately, yeah. um, unfortunately, it was two dot balls, so um, they missed out there. But yeah, it was it was quite a game. And I mean, Jalpesh VJ sort of announced himself on, on the Premier League stage of a swashbuckling sort of 50 odd, you know, sort of stuck into Steve Barnard, who bowled quite a hostile spell at him, and good cricket to watch, you know, um, both guys sort of going at it. So Barnard's a good cricketer, he comes in, he means it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when he came to bat, it looked like he could win the game for them because he smothered, smashed the sixth sort of first ball almost and um, looked like he could win the game for them. But then he got out sort of, sort of cheap dismissal. I mean, Crouch and be obviously really pleased with the win. They may look at next time how they sort of, you know, maybe sort of approach middle rule innings where I mean, they sort of like probably play too many shots and will bowl out with less than the overs with two, three overs to go still. So, but yeah, you know, fair play to the guys. First game and quitted themselves really well against a, a good bush side, you know, who looked more or less on, you know, full strength. So, um, good start for those guys. Um, Can I ask you a question there, Sal? So, let me get this right. So, the 29-over game and Crank Chen were bowled out in the 27th-over, right? Yep. So, they had 26.3, yeah. Um, but, I mean, they had such a great start with Jailfish. They were 72 for one or two off seven, eight overs, and he scored 50 of them. So, you know, he doesn't wow. hang around that guy. If he's going to bat 10 overs, you're going to be looking at least, you know, I don't know, going six, seven and over. Um, with them, so I think just some of the other guys probably need to think about how they maybe consolidate innings and sort of like you know, sort of just not worry about playing too many shots. And just, I mean, Bush actually were a good example. Joe Carrasco, who you know from Shropshire, quite a 50, yep. and you know, he batted really well, very good innings, like nudged and nudged, you know, nudged ones and twos, hit the bad balls, and he looked like he would win the game for them. Then he got out, um, but yeah, it's a really good game to sort of get to watch. And um, while I was there, actually, I know we come to James's game very soon, but I was at Sid Paul and we were walking around and. Um, checking the scorecard in the Brunswick game, looked like they're home and hose, like 70 odds for two. And, you know, Sid was saying it'd be crazy to throw this game away. And I did say to him, it's a ground where they do get some odd results occasionally. You know, they've been. Don't rub it in, Sal, but overs is fine and it's hard enough as it is without you coming out of that. <laughs> I'm trying to be impartial here as much as I can. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, we have tipped up more from the sex as, as potential title challengers. And, you know, if you win them kind of games, then obviously it puts you in a good position. But I'm sure James will come into his game later on, so I won't. Elaborate too much on that. Um, Ealing, who we sort of semi rich off last week, you know, in, in our sort of pre season analysis, go and get comfortable in the right Tennington with um, Ollie Wilkin back in form and, and actually batting down the order now. He's coming in number five in score nine, should not out. And Andy Law's another guy we mentioned last week who's come back from having a season out. He's got 50. So Ealing obviously, you know, put down an early mark saying, you know, we're still around, we're still, we're still going to be up there challenging. And then um, your guys, obviously. Mm. Um, the team I sort of flagged out, and I'm going to put my head on the line now. And I really think the side you have, you put out the side yesterday, you've got a chance to win the league. I think you've got four players who have played pro or, or are playing pro. Um, you add to that Carlos Nunes and Don Don as well. You've got, you know, you've got makers of a decent side, and you've got this newcomer, Pat Dixon. Done nothing about him at all. Yeah. And, you know, he got 40 odds. So, you know, Monty obviously announces uh, arrival on the, on the MCCL with a little forfer, cheeky little forfer. So, 
I'm sure you know he'll be taking a few more as the season goes on. So yeah, I think it's going to be a fascinating season. We said as we said last week. So um, roll on week two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to, you know, I guess, I guess I should probably say something about Twickenham, given that you know most people in the league will be aware that Monty Panasar has joined our ranks. But but I was going to get to that a bit later. Overs. I mean, when I saw the scorecard, I couldn't really believe it. Well, you were home and hosed, right? What happened? Uh, yeah, well, you're never yeah. home and host. No one's ever home and host. Like, that's one, one point, but at, at the yeah, same time. A good, a good point, but yeah, I, I still haven't really haven't really worked out how we managed to throw that away. We, uh, I think we needed 10 to win off 16 balls, five wickets in hand, and uh, yeah, didn't didn't get there. Um, probably a little bit like you said earlier with North Middlesex, they're used to winning. And uh, hmm. I mean, they said themselves, 90%, 95% of the game, we, we lost it. I mean, we, we, we dominated the whole day, um, but just didn't do the key bit right at the end. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we'll be, maybe put a nice spin on it, would be better for the experience and, and, and obviously pushing a good side. But we said at the start of the day, you know, we could have we could have said it was too wet and, and rained off and take the three points against your guys' uh, tip to win the league. But we, we see ourselves... No, don't listen to us. As the yeah, rest no. of this pod will <laughs> illustrate, we clearly know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we um, No, we, re- we really see ourselves as a... A proper side, a strong side, and I think that kind of proved it to an extent, maybe. Um, and I think if we get in that position again, we hopefully we'll get over the line and, and go on a bit, of, bit of a run. But yeah, haven't. So, haven't was it challenging wicket? I mean, just because of the conditions and and good bowling, or was it? What was the sort of story behind the low scores? Uh, two of the better bowlers I'm actually going to face. I mean, I'll back our bowlers against anyone. I think. Um, Alistair Wilkinson, I think he had the best economy in the league last year. Um, he got free for, um, bowled excellently, bowled really well to, to Luke Holman, obviously, you know, is a fantastic cricketer, um, managed to get early and, you know, just two good bowling lineups. Bowling lineups have probably suited the pitch to an extent, I suppose. Um, quite varied in the attacks. They got a couple of leg spinners and off spinner and we're pretty similar with Doshi and, and three off spinners. Um, so yeah. Very, very good bowling lineups, good fielding, and made it pretty t- tricky. Obviously, with with the, the wet weather, it wasn't a sort of natural, free flowing kind of shot making shot makers pitch. Um, and it was just a, yeah, it was just a good old fashioned tight game of sort of club cricket. Um, which yeah, they they did well to get to get on the right side of, and obviously we're pretty disappointed not to have not to have got the ten points. But in all seriousness, if you're running North Middlesex close, I mean, I, I, you know that they're. They're definitely one of the strongest sides in this division, regardless of the you know the fact we put the mockers on them by saying they're going to win it. But um, but I think you know they are you know one of the real landmark units. So to run them that close has to say you have got something. You know it has to give you something to work with. Yeah, yeah. I mean we we would have liked to have said we knew that before the game. We've recruited um, three batsmen who have all played sort of well, a couple of them played first class cricket or twos cricket. Um, Proven Premier League players in terms of hundreds, hundreds scored. So we, we backed ourselves to to know that we're a good side, and obviously that was where we needed to address last year. So our bowling lineup, our back against anyone. As captain, it's an absolute pleasure to throw the ball to any of those guys. So we knew that we just needed to get some some batters in, which we think we've done. Um, although perhaps we, perhaps not looking at Saturday, but um, no, we we know that we're a good side, and obviously it's just about winning games. You can say you're a good side as much as you want. Um, it's about getting the win, and obviously that's what we want to be doing against sides like North Mid. We have a pretty tricky start with North Mid, Ealing, and Teddington. But I think if we if we play how we did Saturday, I, I, 
they would be just as fearful as us as, as probably we are of them. Um, I think that's the case throughout the league. Yes, everyone seems to have a former first class cricketer or you know league league kind of top scorer or whatever. It's it's a very very strong league, um, and we yeah we think we can kind of compete with anyone. I'm sure everyone probably thinks that at the moment. Um, We'd hope so. Week one, if you think you're going to struggle yeah. in week one, you probably will, won't you? You know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you can't be positive right now, then you, you probably want to go and do something else on a Saturday. I think. Yeah, exactly. Sal, so, I mean, my my impression is that the, the league's pretty strong bowling wise. Now, it may be that I'm, I'm sort of assuming some of those north mid batters may, may not play that often because they'll be involved in Middlesex. But is, it, is that your impression? The league is bowling wise as strong as it's been for a while, and we may see that as the season goes on that the, the bowlers may have may have plenty to say in what's you know where the title ultimately goes. I personally think spin will decide the league this year. Yeah. Um, especially in the longer format. I mean, there's no real out and out. I mean, you've got Bannam at, at Hampstead and obviously Jamie and the Wilkinson brothers. Um, it, you know, there's no one that really sort of stands out as a seam bowler. I mean, I mentioned Barnard as well, but he wasn't very effective this year at all. I mean, he bowled pretty well, but did take a uh, wicket, I don't think. But where the spin bowlers will bowl lots of overs, and look at all the sides, they do have, you know, your guys are a great example. You know, you've got Barminder and, um, you know, Mr. Mr. Fanasar and. You know, James has got nine Doshi and all all these sides have spin bowlers who can who can take wickets. So I think personally we also be have a hot, dry summer potentially we could obviously you forecast that, you know, we're gonna have a good May. I'm hoping you're right. Um yeah, well, you know, I think that team's play spin could be could be uh, crucial and you know, decide. In fact I know yesterday against um you know Bronsby, I think McQueen and Nurse took six between them, is that right, James? And they're not even a real sort of frontline spinners, are they? I mean, they, they're good bowlers. I'm not knocking them at all. But I know Colin Nurse has been in and out of the ones and twos for the last two or three years. So, you know, it wasn't Luke doing the damage. It was those two guys who sort of came in and stepped up. So it's going to be a. I mean, again, I know actually interesting to see Joel Hughes ever play this season from the Hornets. So, you know, he's to come back into that side. I'm not, I'm not sure if Tom Nichols around the season. If he's around as well, he comes back into that side. It's, it's a strong squad they've got. But yeah, I, I definitely think I think spin more than seam could be proven wrong will be. Deciding factor. So I actually mentioned people crouching. What really impressed me by him was their captain. He made some really good changes in the game. Always thinking, how can I change the bowling? Where are my fielding positions? You know, first real game as a captain in that in that league in a tough game. I mean, here in Desai, he I, I was really impressed with captains yesterday in terms of how he rotated bowlers and you know, I mean, the sixth change, well, the fourth change bowler came and took four wickets. So you know, um, he called that one right. So yeah, yeah, well done to Heron. But yeah, I definitely think spin's going to be uh, the. Uh, the one that maybe decides the title. Yeah, I think there's something in it. I mean, I, I, that reminds me, actually, I was just at, at, um, watching our first team yesterday because I was due to play in the threes and we, we were rained off, which um, and we didn't have to go all the way around to, to Southgate, but that was a bit disappointing. But I did get to see quite a lot of our first team game. I was talking to Chris Goldie uh, at Richmond and we, we didn't really give that much of a mention last week, actually, and that was that was more, you know, an oversight on our part. But they're, they're not going to be a bad side. Um, and it, it was a close game yesterday at, at Old Deer Park, and certainly, um, you know, their, their batting at, at the top looked look pretty good to me. If anyone's going to work away through these battery of spin bowlers, then, then these guys, you know, the, the Richmond top order looked pretty solid. And I, I think they may be under the radar a bit, um, and and could be worth worth keeping an eye. On. Having said that, you could say that about all ten, couldn't you? But um, but Golders was ribbing me a bit because we didn't mention him last week, and quite rightly so because we. We, 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 they, they did fly a bit low on us, but I think they'll be okay. And certainly Phillips at the top there, he, he looked a good player, and um, I, I think they'll be one to to keep an eye on. 
No, but, I mean, I'll, I'll add to that. Yeah, I mean, Will Phillips for me is a guy who leads from the front. He's captains, and he, he takes takes things from the front. You know, bats in the top four. He scores runs. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's a good guy as well. So yeah, you're right. I mean, we did we did sort of you know not give much mention. I just feel last year they obviously um, they lost maybe one or two players and brought players up from the twos. So we did really well. Um, um, so it'll be interesting how they get on the season. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You know, their side we should have mentioned more. But I think. They'll be, you know, challenging sort of, you know, top five yeah. I hope for them this season. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of our game at Richmond, it's probably there's a few things that probably need to, to be said there. Well, one, it was a very close game of cricket, and um, I, I was quite, I thought our batting was pretty good. We, we've been lucky this week actually. We've had two guys turn up at the club because they know somebody. Uh, one of the guys who plays in the twos, um, and they played, you know, Bradford League cricket. One of them's averaged thirty over seven, eight years. So, you know, clearly they're decent players. And, and that one of those two is Pat Dixon, who, who, who went straight in, basically after seeing him in one net, he's been in the hood for a couple of months, no more. And um, yeah, he, he looked very good. He got 40 out at the top on a difficult day, very nuggety, very Yorkshire, to be honest, you know, like a warm, sunny day in Yorkshire yesterday. So, and he, he looks like he'll be okay. We're, we're quite pleased to have him. But the, the key thing with Panasar, I mean, Panasar gets, get, gets applauded, as it were, because he got four for But... I think facing Monty Panasar when you need seven and over, because that's when he came on, I think that's a damn sight more challenging than having to just keep him out. And um, the, the situation was that Richmond needed to, to try and push it a bit, otherwise they, they weren't going to win. And, and having, having him come on then really helps. Now, Phillips, Phillips was unlucky. I, I, I don't think he hit one that was given out caught behind. Um, so I, and I, I don't think he was very happy about it in a perfectly okay way. So I, I think I think the sort of, you know, the, the, the luck went with us a bit yesterday. But Blake Cullen was pretty good. Um, whether he'll play every week, we obviously don't know. We'll wait and see. Rashid Malazada, he's, he's a decent seamer. So I, I think bowling-wise, we'll, we'll be okay. Um, and we, we did okay yesterday. I'm interested to know or to see how well our batting does. Because I think, I think it's all right. But... Um, you know, we've always got a 50 for six in us somewhere. So how, how are we going to deal with that when, when that happens? So we're not certainly not getting carried away. So again, listen, I know in the past, we're back in, your back has probably been more of your, your Achilles in some ways. But if you can win a game where Newman, Carlos and Don, Manuel, you know, they score something between them, you still win the game. Then, you know, that's, that's a... Yeah. Could you, Sandu, looking like he's, you know, got, got a clear head on these things, looking pretty... Pretty good, and he, he batted very well. And, and um, yeah, I mean, week one, you, you can you can win the league and get relegated in week one if you want to read those stories like that. But um, but we, we won't be doing either of those things. But like you, overs will be looking forward to see to see where where we go from here. Okay, thinking about next week, Sal. Um, if you had a look at the fixtures next week. Any thoughts on what um, what we're likely to get there? Briefly, I know um, that Crouch and visit Hampstead. In the, they do. Uh, yes. Which yeah. Really interesting game. Um, and I know James has got a trip, obviously, he's mentioned already, to to one of the sides is obviously going to be maybe up there, Ealing. Um, I've actually not seen the others yet, so if you could help me out, that'd be good. Yeah, uh, sure. We, well, we welcome Teddington and we played them in the T20 in the week and, and we, we got through that one. But um, we won't be t- taking Teddington lightly at all. I think that'll be an interesting game on the green. Um, so, so looking forward to that one. Uh, North in, in terms of Panasar, Payton on Junjun Waller, that could be quite... Uh, a lively sort of spell bowling and batting taking place there, and they obviously would like to attack, and Monty won't let him do that. So that could, that could be an interesting battle between those two. Absolutely, yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. And um, we may well have Parminder Singh back as well. He didn't play on Saturday. I know Gurdjieff Sandy's out, so uh, I think Parminder, who's got, he had a bit of a dicky ankle, 
Um, but he doesn't run in the outfield anyway, so that doesn't matter. As long as he can run up and bowl, then uh, I think I think he might be coming back in. Um, North Mid v Finchley. Uh, any thoughts on that one? I mean, you have to fancy Finch- North Mid, don't we? You know, we've we, we tipped him up to win the. I thought you were going to say Finchley then. I thought that would be an interesting no, call. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I think yeah, I think North Mid should be too strong for Finchley in that game. Makes sense to me. And Shea Boovey Richmond, that could be an interesting one. Yeah, again, it could be. I mean, as I said yesterday, I was quite impressed with Bush. I mean, they, they was lacking their, um, the young bowler, Bailey, who didn't play. He was injured the night before. And they called up the veteran, mm-hmm. Will Spear, who, who actually bowled pretty well. So if Bailey comes in. Like you call him a veteran, Sal. Well, he, he bowled, I thought he bowled pretty well. Two thirds, not. So they've got, you know, they, they, they've got quite sort of deep batting, the Bush. Um, decent bowl lineup. Obviously, Richmond, you saw yesterday, he was quite impressed with them. Um, so that again, you know, it's one of those games that could go either way. I, I, I can't, you can't predict at the minute. We will see. We will see. Um, moving on, folks. Division One. There were three games played in Division One. Um, Osterley Enfield didn't make it to the start line, and neither did Brentham v Winchmore Hill. Um, so they they take three points each. But there were there were a couple of shocks. Um, did you pick up on any of these, Sal? Um, yeah, and we put it in Mockers and Stanmore, haven't we? I mean, well and truly, yes. I think that I think the panel almost unanimously agree last week they're going to win the title. I mean, obviously it's early days, but I also, I mean, does does a shorter game maybe benefit sort of the underdog in these kind of conditions? I suppose you know, you, you know, you have less sort of overs to bowl, and if someone gets in and gets a good score, you know, it does put pressure on on the opposition. So fair play to Wembley. I know James played him today in the twenty twenty game, so he may have a bit of insight on them. But you know, to, to go beat Stanmore in the first game. I see that um, Mike Rongo is still playing. I mean, God knows how many years he's played in the league, so fair play to mm. him. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it makes it more interesting, doesn't it? It makes the league more of an open one. So we did sort of think last week it could be sort of a three-horse race and one of the other horses that we sort of backed has also had a defeat yesterday. Harrison Marys, yeah. Um, uh, Ovis, any thoughts on Wembley? Because obviously you played them today in, in more or less the same sort of format as they played yesterday. I think they were 24, 25 overs. Um, and, and they ran you pretty close, so I guess you had a good look at them. Yeah, very close. We 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 played Stanmore last week in a friendly, and they're, cool. they're, they're a Premier League side. So um, the yeah. fact that they lost when you're going to lose games, but the fact they lost yesterday is obviously a bit of a surprise. Wembley were were good. I think that shorter form will definitely help them. They've got a very uh, good overseas, and, and I think um, another chap he's living with. Uh, I think they're both from Barbados. Very good ball strikers. Um, very good in the field. So. If they get going, and obviously, as you say, in a shorter format, I think Greenwich, um, one of them did get 60 or something yesterday. They did, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're a decent side if, if they can get them too far in. Um, obviously, I don't know if where the game was, but I know at Wembley it's a, it can be a diff- tricky ground to defend. So I wouldn't be surprised if they win, win a fair few games this year. Um, but you were right to tip Stanmore because they will win the league. Okay, big call. Well, so certainly- they're a good side. Yeah, they look they look a, a, like they're a decent unit, and you know maybe good to have that banana skin early because it'll channel the mind, and and you know you've got seventeen games to put it right, haven't you? So certainly won't be writing them off yet. Um, Hornsey as well, beat Harrison Marys. Now I, I I think Hornsey's bowling is very good, and it looks like they've strengthened with a bit more spin actually through the winter, and, and they um they, they, they did pretty well against Harrison Marys, another side you know who, who's certainly at home. Look to me like they're a, they're going to be a tough nut to crack, and it was a close game, nine runs. Um, it was 136 for seven, Hornsey versus 127 all eight. Um, Harrison Marys, and I think that one name that caught my eye was Ben Miller, an 18 year old opener for um, Hornsey. He got 53 uh, in 83 balls, so it sounds like he dug in, and that innings 
could well have been um, crucial. Casmi, uh, um, the one of the battery of Aris St Mary's spinners, got the league's first hat trick of the of the season. Yeah, he got Garfield Struthers, Tom pick up an Arthur George or in three and three balls. Third one was a Corton Bold. So, um, so well, well played for him. Um, but I, I think Hornsey, if Hornsey can get enough runs on the board, they've certainly got some fast bowlers who like Lesbourne Edwards, uh, Edwards and, and, um, and young Bruce, the skipper, that they, they can bowl. So um, Hornsey might be one to, to, to keep an eye on there. And certainly, um, Chetan Patel is quite, he's quite keen that, the, well, he's quietly confident that they could have a, they could have an impressive season. Um, the other game, Hal, I think you saw a bit of this one, didn't you? Acton played Highgate um, in the Cots. Is that right? Yeah, I was over there sort of doing my normal sort of walking around. And yeah, I mean, I was impressed with Acton yesterday. They look a very good outfit. I mean, at top things, they've got um, Amara Arshad and Alex Manning, who, who batted well, put some put a good second wicket partnership together. Um, I mean, then bowling, they like, you know, James Hunt bowling really well. You know, Evergreen, the evergreen so, James yeah, Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Still, still looks like he's 25 years old still. Um, but yeah, they they look a good side. You know, I think Sir Hill's got a, a, a makings of a side who definitely challenge. Unfortunately, they've lost Raj Riker for the season. I was told yesterday he's done his ACL in a warm up um, a couple of weeks mm. back, so that's a bit of a blow because he's, he's a very useful rounder. But I think they have enough strength in depth to definitely be pushing um, Highgate. As as I mentioned last week, I think may find things tough this season. Um, Will Bowley, one of the guys I did mention, who could be a positive, he did get in and smash a quick thirty. But once he was out, it was almost like you know. The writing was on the wall for them. So, yeah, Acton, very impressed all round. You know, guys like Alex Brennan as well in the side, who's a wily sort of left-arm spinner. So there's enough experience and some good sprinkles of young players in that side who can make a mark and definitely try and push towards that, you know, one or two promotion places um, come to. So I actually mentioned Hornsey very quickly. I didn't give much of a right mention last week. I mean, they are, they're a side with lots of experience, but some good young players as well. And, I mean, it actually would be fitting if they won up, went up this year. Obviously, sad loss of Johnny Bruce is this, this yeah. sort of winter. Um, and Jack, obviously, his son is, is, is in the side. So, you know, maybe there is an extra incentive for them guys to really play as, as well as they can and make it a season to, you know, end it in a positive note in some ways. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And I think, um, I think the Hornsey boys are pretty focused. They're certainly going to be a team to keep an eye on. Um, looking forward, there's some interesting fixtures already in week two. Like Acton started strongly versus Harrison Mary's. Who, um, who will definitely be looking to get back on the horse. I'm quite intrigued to see Stanmore get on at Winchmore Hill. I think Winchmore Hill are a little bit um, under the radar too. And of course, they didn't play this weekend because of the rain. So, so will, will Stanmore be able to, you know, to, to, to make hay if the sun shines at the Pauling Grain? We'll, we'll see. But I think that's an interesting one to, to keep an eye on um, moving forward. Div 2, Sal. Um, North London didn't get any play in, right, against Uxbridge. But there were a couple of games where we, we saw some action. Yeah, we, we went over there, but um, they sort of hung around for a bit, tried to get the ground ready, but just in the end, they sort of um, just gave up, really. So there was there was some results that took, some games that took place yesterday, and um, Southampton, last year's uh, winners, got off the mark of a close game against Harrow and managed to get over the line. They've got, um, uh, obviously, the side from last year, and they managed to coax back Leroy Shepard, who we all know is a bit of a character, and, you know, he will definitely add some uh, razzmatazz to the side with, with his batting. But, yeah, they won by three because he got away at Harrow. And then we also have Barnes, who, again, one of those sides who you have to be wary of. You know, they, they've got mm. two very good cricketers in James Alden and Alex, Alex Scott, who, um, who, who, you know, for me, a Division 2, you know, they can play a level above, potentially. So they went over to the Middlesex um, Titans now, no longer called the Tamils, and recorded a uh, eight-wicket win at home, whilst all the other games are, were called off. So, yeah, um, there wasn't as many, much cricket played in those divisions as there was in 
Yeah, obviously the prem, yeah. but yeah. I mean, next week. I saw the Barnes as being dangerous. You could get Barnes on a on a on a on a good day, and and they, you know, that that you'd hope that you'd be able to come through. But on a, on a bad day, Barnes could be a really dangerous side, and we, we certainly had a couple of nasty uh, shocks when we played Barnes uh, in years gone by. And it looks like, I mean, an eight wicket victory on a day like yesterday. I mean, obviously, we don't know how MTSSC are going to play out for the rest of the season, but it's still a statement, isn't it? Definitely, and as I said, I mean, they've got they've, for me, they've got two two very good cricketers in their side and, and they both sort of performed yesterday um, with, with the bats in, in making sure they, they come one comfortably. And I, I mean, again, we, I mean, I think, I think what I gather that Titans have lost some players and also they're, they're sort of like their talisman. Cavi wasn't playing, Cavi Canastars wasn't playing yesterday as well. So he, he's obviously a massive play for those guys. So without him, they were, we're going to struggle in the bowling front, which, which proved right in the end, as I said, James Alder 79 and, Alex Scott mm. chipped him at 20. So, yeah, they, they, as you said, they, they're a dangerous side. And also, you don't know what they recruited because they're kind of like in that area where it's in sort of a bit of no man's land between Middlesex and Surrey. So, you know, they're probably able to get sort of players who are potentially looking to go into either leagues. And... Bit of a no man's land between Middlesex. How dare you? You're like, crikey. Us folks living on the border down here. Yeah. No, but no I get your angle, Sal, completely. Yeah. Um, in the other divisions, if we look down, um, then there was a bit of cricket, wasn't there? But not, not much, really. Um, Harrow Town in Division 3, uh, one of the sides we, we definitely name-checked last week, they, they squeaked past Actonians by, by one wicket in what sounded like a, a really good game. I have my stat of the week for you here, fellas, to do with Actonians. This came from uh, Matt Robinson. Matt Robinson's been at uh, Actonians, I think it was nine years, or it might have been ten years. And in that time, no Actonian side has ever gone up or ever gone down any of their sides, any of the four and I'm like well that's consistency folks you can't beat that can you um I think they've survived a reorg as well from the 1987 league I don't know quite how that worked but but he said yeah none of the four sides have ever gone up or down so I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on that Sal to see if there's any you know I'm sure the party's going to be ridiculous if, if one of the sides <laughs> yeah. does get promoted um but yeah that that was a, a good stat but but yeah so um Actonian's um Came out second best against Harrytown. It was one six seven v one six eight for nine. I had a quick chat with um, the, uh, the the Harrytown skipper about this, and it sounded like it was one, one hell of a game. Certainly, Harrytown bowled very well. Shaikat Farrow's got six for twenty six off nine, which was the best figures anywhere in the county, uh, or, as far as I'm aware, all, all day. Um, and then Harrowtown uh, wobbled pretty badly. They got to 40 for four. Remember, they're chasing 167. And then Mark Jadanas, the Jadanas name lives on. Uh, Mark put on 100 with the, uh, the Harrowtown skipper, um, Aravind uh, Nagaran. And uh, that looked to set them up. Then there was another wobble. They needed two runs to win with three wickets left. Another wobble. Uh, went down to the last pair. And, and in, in, in classic style, the number 11 had to block out um, three balls, uh, and he did. And then the wicketkeeper batsman at the other end, Dick Shan, he um, he hit the winning runs, and uh, and they squeaked through. So you know, classic game of cricket with it. You know, it was all done and dusted. Then it wasn't. Then it was done and dusted. Then it wasn't. But um, I think also it's the only game across Middlesex by distance that that was forty five overs. So um, either they're in a different eco climate, or um, you know, or fair play to the groundsman for somehow getting a ninety over game of cricket in. So so respect you. Um, respect due to them. Um, I also see Ealing Trailfinders won. They beat Headstone Manor. Uh, I don't know much about that one. Sal, did you pick up anything there? Unfortunately not, Jack. Uh, no, I haven't looked at that one, actually. No, I, I, did, I did ping the captain of uh, Ealing Trailfinders a message, but didn't get anything back, which is, you know, fair enough. Um, 
Division four, nothing at all there. Rain won the co- every contest going. Um, Division five, just the one game. Interesting one. Ealing three bridges batted first, and they scored 178 for none, which I thought was... I'm always intrigued in a limited overs game when, when you have a score like that, 178 for none. So, uh, decent effort. And Kensington and Chelsea were 145 all out chasing. So, that's the only thing I've got. I don't know if you've got anything else on, on those divisions, Sal. But... No, I actually want to... I didn't throw a stat out last week about um, that division... Um, we're at Tony's play that no cent- so there was no century partnerships last season. So this year, that's already been broken with the, with the guys putting on 100. That is spot on. It's not as good as the stat about Tony's never going up oh, or down, no, but it's no, absolutely no, a good stat. Yeah, yeah, well, that's maybe true. Just, once that's been broken, maybe they'll be broken as well this season. We'll see. Yeah, I want an invite to the party. Yeah. yeah. Great stuff. Um, I was also going to mention this, there, was, there was nothing in Division 7 because there were no games scheduled because uh, they, they don't have 10 teams. So the week one was a week off, as it were. Uh, nothing in Division 6, but we had a first we had a first 11 conceding, which I've, I've not seen too frequently in, in, in the County League. Um, through the years. Uh, Northolk Manor didn't get a side out, so they lost against uh, the, the wonderfully named Willow Leather Cricket Club. Um, and, and what a day to be not getting a side out. Uh, you probably would have got your three points. Um, got to be gambling yeah. there, haven't you, Dan? You'd think so. With the first 11 as well, you'd think so. <laughs> there we go. They didn't, they, they didn't, uh, didn't gamble. Um, elsewhere, Sal, anything else caught your eye? Any low scores or high scores? Actually, just a quick one, Dan, on, on that game with um, the... Uh... Just come to it now. So, eating three bridges in Kensington, Chelsea. Yeah, they were actually yeah. five down. I think the typo on on, on the uh, scorecard. They've actually not put the wickets that fell. So they were actually one seven eight for five. Um, they've done me like a kipper. They've done me like a kipper. Like like exactly. It is me believing that. In fact, I think that happened a couple of times last year. That's not your fault. On the scorecard, it said one seven eight for zero. But actually, when you look at the scorecard, it's they were five down. Um, no scores wise. I mean, our twos played. Uxbridge, I think, will find things tough this season and skilled them out quite cheap and won quite easily. So, Lowest score of the day, Sam? 62? Yeah, I, I, I sort of do feel for them. I think Uxbridge are going through that sort of, you know, obviously they're looking to leave next season. So where they're at as a club, you know, they may have lost players. Availability may not be so good. So I think they're going to find it maybe quite tough throughout their, throughout their 11s and we sort of, you know, capitalise on the fact they, you know, yeah. they've sent aside. I mean, I should say now our twos were quite strong. So it's always good to get a win to start the season off. Yeah. Well, see, there was another low-scoring game in, in that. There was just Stoke Newington only got 68 against um, Winchmore Hill too. So, I mean, I've got a lot of sympathy and I'm sure Overs has as well as, as, as batters. You know, it's not, not the easiest time in the season to be batting a wet day in May. Um, so, in a, in a way, I was expecting one or two lower scores somewhere, but didn't, didn't seem to have them. So, 62 and 68, lower scores of the day. I'm coming back to you again, Sal. Highest score of the day? Oh, yeah. Our it's all North London. London. Yeah, they had a bit of fun in their game against Stanmore for 11. But I mean, again, I'm you know I'm trying to sort of be kind there. Stanmore did lose one of their players quite early on through an injury, had to go to hospital, yep, yep. and then they were quite a young side. And um, I mean, again, we were, I mean, yes, so we were quite strong throughout the club. We had you know really good availability. You know, we had some guys playing the fours or threes and played in the twos as well at some point. So they sort of you know they had quite a good day and they won quite easily in the end. Three so, three seven for eight. That is that is an impressive score. Yeah, oh. there were some maximums being hit. So yeah, it was a good start for those guys. Yeah, respect you. Yeah, two hundred and one run win. Yeah, all good. Um, there wasn't a great deal of, uh, of other games played, folks. We tried to cover the highlights, um, and, and that's that, that's basically all we could find. What I would say, as I say every time, 
we, we can't talk about your game if we don't know what's happened. So do get in touch with Sal and I. Our email addresses are, are, are pretty easy to find. Uh, and, and the more information we get, the more we can ramble on, which may not be an attractive proposition to everybody, but, um, but we need info, guys. So if you've got a story to tell, that, then do talk to us um, about it. Guys, before we wrap up, um, anything else you want to throw in? I've got one bit, but do you want to, Sally, anything that occurs to you? I shall just quickly chuck in the, the T20 quarterfinals. Um, obviously, James has decided beating Wembley today, so they're free. So the, the, the final eight teams remaining are Stanmore playing Twickenham, Eating are playing Richmond, Acton versus Bron and Northland versus Crouch End. So they're the, they're the final eight of the T20 Middlesex competition. Now, I'm intrigued by this. I don't know if Overs has got an angle on it, but I, I spoke to Bob Baxter about something else this afternoon. And he, I mentioned this because I saw it on Play Cricket. I don't know if you picked it up on Play Cricket as well, Sal. What, the, the draw? The draw, yeah. Yeah, have I got it wrong? Yeah. yeah. I, well, I, I think Bob was a little surprised when I said that I knew we were playing Stanmore because he said he wasn't aware that the draw existed. So um, okay. I'm not sure quite whether that is the final draw. Um, okay, apologies. I, think because, I think because there's going to be uh, two groups of four, I think he was talking about maybe pairing some teams up who, who lose next week in the national. In the national, like, yeah. That week. <clears throat> so depending on how teams get on next Sunday, we'll probably yeah. see who, who the two groups are. I don't think it's like, sort of seeded or anything like that. Oh, OK. So it won't be a knockout for maybe like a round robin? We'll, no, it'll be a knockout. But two, two, two groups of four on the day. To leave oh, a okay. final. Two, two, oh, not okay. really a group, but two teams um, playing a final on the day. So. Oh, cool. Okay, fair enough. I think the position is, wait, wait, if you're still in the T20, your club is still in the T20, wait for Bob to tell you where you're going to be and when and go. Hmm. That, that's certainly the way we're, we're going to go for it. And I quite like the idea of having a, you know, a two quarterfinals it'll be and then a, and then a semi-final on the day they're always good days of cricket so um, if we can do it if the Covid situation allows then should be should be fun I should um, ask James if they've got any news on when your League Cups um, game start have got dates for that yet? Middlesex Cup yeah we're, so we, we had T20 today we got the National next week and then we play the Middlesex Cup the week after we've got Shepherds Bush away I believe um, so yeah plenty of Sunday cricket at the moment which is, yeah it's all full on isn't it? Hopefully, hopefully we win a few and uh, yeah, we keep going. Yeah, best of luck, best of luck. And so in the national, just remind us so how many teams are in the national this year? I don't, I don't want an exact number, but it's it's fewer than it used to be, right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's thirty two, and it was uh, it's regionalised, I believe, but we've still managed to to draw Hornchurch away. Um, nice. I think your man Monty's old club. So correct. Uh, that's yeah. right. I'll get the lowdown. I'll get the lowdown on Monty's time there when I'm. Uh... I tell you, you might want to speak to Crouch and them, James. They played winner friendly last week. Did they? Okay. Yeah. And they cool. said they're, they're quite a chirpy dog, apparently. So yeah. Yeah, Essex. So they're all like that. Over there. What I would say is, over is that I think Monty's experience at Hornchurch is going to be slightly different to this experience at Twickenham. So um, yeah, we're interested to, to hear to hear more too. But uh, yes, yeah, slightly different worlds that we're we're existing in. But. Um, all good. In, in rather more mundane matters, I was going to just encourage folks as well, to, to, if this is relevant, second 11 umpires, do make sure that you get your second 11 umpires registered with the league because, of course, uh, you, you get asked to, to name the second 11 umpire and uh, there are four points up for grabs if, um, if you get second 11 umpires named for 12 games this season. So all is not lost if you didn't do it 
um, yesterday or Saturday. Um, um, but and most teams didn't. Only ten sides got this right. Um, so so do do try and get this right for next Saturday. Tuesday's the cut-off point. So if I were you, I'd have a good look at the county league website, read the rules and regs on how to do it, and try and get your umpires registered um, uh, um, as soon as you can. Cool. Anything else you want to throw in, fellas? Any last tidbits of info? No, I'm good. We're all good. Yeah, all good. Just good to be back. Very, very happy to be back playing some cricket, even uh, in wet conditions. So, yeah, long may, long may cricket continue. Couldn't agree more, Overs. I'm looking forward to, to, to donning my league whites uh, next, next weekend. And let's, let's keep our fingers crossed that the sun shines, eh? I'd, I had enough of Duck with Lewis and all the rest of it. Yeah, let's, let, let, let's play some 45 over, 50 over win-lose cricket and enjoy it. So, um, all good. Cheers, guys. We'll speak again soon. Thanks, Dan. Cheers, sir. Sports Social Podcast Network.